Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical, and ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Let's get started with the number 73 episode of My Catholic Wife Wants to Leave Me. What shall I do? (laughs) So, of course, to save my Catholic marriage minute, is job is to help to keep you out of divorce court and also to help if your marriage uh, has little or no emotional closeness. Your wife has asked for divorce or separation. Your wife has left the home. Um, you, you sleep in separate bedrooms. Your marriage is boring and has no passion. You engage in the marital embrace less than weekly or severe less than monthly. You are in uh, your divorce, but you didn't want it. Woo! So, in this 73rd episode, again, we ask the question, my Catholic wife wants to leave me. What do I do? What do I do? Oh, plus, live calls answering your marriage questions. So, please get in the queue. As always, as you know by now, I've helped many, many men in their marriages. So, why don't you allow me to help you by getting in the queue and asking a question? Um, so that's 313 radical. That's 313-723-4225. Or call using your browser at callingstudio.com slash radical one. Again, getting that cue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So, quote of the day, quote of the day. It's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, man. Uh, This book is so deep, man. (laughs) 
If you guys ever get a chance, I'd probably advise you to get it. So quote of the day, quote, if it be asked why the drunkard loves alcohol, why the libertine loves perversion, or why the criminal loves stealing, it is because each of them sees some good in what he does. What each sees is not the highest moral good, for endowed with free will, each can always choose a partial rather than a total good, thus making a god of his appetites. Evil, in order to be attractive, must at least wear the guise of goodness. Hell has to be gilded with gold of paradise, or men would never want its evil. If evil were always called by its right name, it would lose much of its appeal. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, To Get Married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, with some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right. Okay, fellas, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be completely honest. I am dragging my butt today. I'm sorry. I, I feel it. I feel like I'm dragging. I got up late. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I tried to drink some coffee. That didn't work. <laughs> Having technical issues. Can't get my headphones on my head. Ain't got my glasses on. Man, the, the camera comes on and I ain't ready. <laughs> I'm just dragging. I am dragging. And you know what? I hope all of you can sometimes understand that because, hey, sometimes the day it is what it is, right? So, but we're going to press on because that's how we roll here at the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast. Okay. So, oh, I have a caller. I have a caller. Good, good, good. Of course, that is always great. We have a caller, and they got in before I started my segment. I love that. I love that. So, as always, we will change our scene so that we can hear them, and I will bring them on. Hello? Hello? Hey, Jerry. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Good. I got my pen but, uh, right here ready to take some notes. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> but uh my uh so basically me and my wife been married for about six years. And she makes more than me, like like about five K a year more than me. And she doesn't like that. And she gets on me about that. What should I do to make her feel better? So you're saying that your wife makes more than you and she doesn't, uh, she wants you to make more basically because the bill. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is pretty simple. Uh, <laughs> look, so here's the way it rolls. Men. So and as, as you know, I don't know if it's to the show yesterday, but yesterday we covered the responsibility and the role of men and husbands in marriage. And so basically what it means is, Basically, what it means is that men are, as the man, we are men. We are responsible for everything in our house. We're responsible for all the money. We're responsible for the happiness of our wife in marriage. We're responsible for the diapers and the kids and everything. 
So when things ain't right in that order, and I mean, in that realm, it's our job to figure out how to fix it. Now, I don't know exactly why your wife wants you to make more money than her, but as I can understand, if she, if her money is not adequate and yours is not adequate, and then she's out of the home too, she's probably thinking, well, why am I doing this? Like, I mean, I'm doing all this work and you know, I'm away from the kids and it's not enough money. I might as well just go ahead and stay home and then be with the kids and things like that. But really one things, um, another thing too, I'm not, I, you know what? My father used to always say that now my father was a special kind of man. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not going to say that in my experience that I've really seen this, but he used to always say, you never let your wife make more money than you because then, then, then there's a dish, there's a, there's a respect factor that comes into play. And to be honest in society, I have seen it. I haven't seen it as much with Catholic families as I have with Christian or like the world. Um, but it's weird. I mean, it is kind of true in some cases. So with that being said, as far as that is your responsibility as a husband, what I always say is if my wife is working and it's not enough, then it's my job to go out and get two jobs or three jobs or four jobs or whatever it takes to make things happen. The reason why, especially if you have kids that are 17 and below, your wife, her job and responsibility is to have enough time to nurture those children and then enough time to nurture you. And so I can kind of see what she means and what she's saying. Remember, we have our job and women have their job. And the good the thing about it is, is men, we can't do her job and our job. That's why God gave us her, Eve. Because um, Eve is our first mother and Adam is our first father. And so that is what I would tell you. Sometimes we got to man up. And believe it or not, man, if you your wife is asking you to do something, um, I would... Me, I tend to go toward listening to her, even if I don't agree. Um, the reason why is because she, your wife loves you more than anything. She has your best interest in heart. She's your number one fan. And if we don't listen to them, who are we going to listen to? Some stranger. So if it were me, I would go out and get another job, a part-time job. I'd do DoorDash or Uber Eats or Uber or uh, work at FedEx part-time or something like that, or the post office part-time. There's plenty of part-time jobs. Go be a waiter. There's plenty of things that, that you could do to make up that money and to bring in some extra money and so to make your wife happy. Remember, the goal is this. You always serve in this order. And, that, and really, as the man of the home, your job is to serve. So what? You serve God first, your wife and marriage second, your children third, and you never think about your happiness. When you start to think about your happiness, things just start to go south real quick. Okay? What do you think? Well, I think what you said, I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, she's not happy. I need to get another job. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man. <laughs> <laughs> straight up, straight out. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I know, like sometimes it's good to to and I see what you're doing. You know, you're throwing you're kind of throwing the throwing on the wall and getting kind of trying to get advice or you know, get a, opinion from another person before you make a decision on what you're gonna do. So you're saying that you're leaning more towards getting another job or figuring out a way to bring in more money. Yeah. 
And what I would say is, wait a man up. Good job, because your wife, the thing about it is, women, if you if you listen to them and show them that you appreciate their opinion and, and you value their opinion, man, they will, they will go through hell for you. They will. So if you do this and it don't work out, at least you can say, Listen, you know, baby, we did it. Let's 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 think of a, a alternate plan or something like that. But at least then, she'll be willing to listen to your to your ideas too. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, man. Anything else? Uh, no, not right now. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Are right, you too? <laughs> Bye. Boy. Here on Catholic Alpha, y'all, we get some questions, don't we? <laughs> I would not never saw that one coming. <laughs> In a million years, I never saw that one coming. But that woke me up. That woke Jerry up, y'all. I'm ready now. <laughs> so, hey, let's rock this. A quick, quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll get on with the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, fellas, we ready to rock now. Jared woke up, so we're gonna go ahead and do this. So, the same my Catholic marriage minute was happening. So, what's happening is this, my cool cats, is why and when do wives consider leaving their husbands in marriage? You know, why and when do wives consider leaving their husbands and and, and, and marriage? We've got to remember that women do not want to leave their marriage once they choose you. Again, for the one thousandth time, women choose us. We do not choose them. Think about it. If when you first was started messing with your wife or your girlfriend and you tried to talk to her, she if she would have rejected your advances, what would you have done? You would just like, you know, left and said, well, I guess you don't like me, right? That's what most dudes would do. You got the dudes that got more game, you know. <laughs> Some guys just got more game, and they'll keep trying to talk to her and, and over time. But eventually, it still comes down to if she accepts your advances or if she doesn't. So that's how you know if she gives in and you guys go on a few dates or whatever, then, okay, the choice has been made. The second part of that is then you choose her. 
So do you? Do I want to keep staying with her? Do I want to spend time with her? Do I want to get engaged to her? Do I want to marry her? You know. So another thing that we got to understand is so here's how it works: women, once they choose you, no woman gives her body away to a man who she doesn't believe we're eventually going to get married. Now I know you're going to say, Jerry, that ain't true. It, it's true, unless she's disordered, you know. Unless she's a, you know, a gold digger or she's a hooker or something like that. But most women, normal women, <laughs> normal everyday women, beautiful, nice looking, great personality women, women, normal women. If they give their body to you, that is telling you, I, we are getting married. Now, it might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next year. But eventually, we're getting married. And so that's what they do. So that means when you, when she gives you her body and then you take her body, you are making a promise. This is what most guys don't really realize because we're only thinking about ourselves. You're making a promise of this. I'm going to love you forever. I'm never going to leave you. I'm not going to neglect you. I'm not going to, um, I'm going to always be there for you. You're going to be number one in my life. You know, uh, and you're gonna always be special to me, and I'm gonna treat you in that way, and I'm gonna I'm gonna consummate all of that love with us going before God and getting married. I don't care if the girl's an atheist, if she's a, a whatever she is, a Christian, a Catholic, a pro. I don't care whatever she is. That's what women think because women know it's written on their heart on the natural law that marriage. It, it was um. In the Garden of Eden, when, when Eve ate the apple, God said what that did was that made women more ordered towards marriage, where she is natural and natural instinct that she would be more ordered towards marriage, which means she's going to push marriage. Women today will do anything. If a woman wants you, she will do anything to get you. She will lie and say, I just want to have fun. I just want to have sex. She'll lie and say, I don't want to get married. All of them time in the back of her mind, she's thinking, well, he's thinking that. I'll, I'll tell him that now, but if I'll eventually change his mind because that's how women think. Women are always trying to change us. They don't really realize that if I'm a jerk before we get married, I'm going to be a jerk after we get married. That's just how men are. <laughs> if I'm a good dude before we get married, the odds are I'm going to be a good dude after we get married. You know, you can't go into a marriage thinking you're going to change somebody because when you get marriage intensifies all our faults. We all know that if any of us, all of you who are married, you know that for a deal. Marriage just intensifies all of our faults. Um, and that's why the first few years after that first year, you know, marriage just becomes really hard because it takes a lot of work. OK, um, so women consider leaving Women only women. So guys don't understand that if a man, a woman goes out when she's married and she gives her body to another man, that means that the environment in her home is to the point where she doesn't see the marriage going anywhere. Now, look, that's wrong. That's a mortal sin. That's not fair to you. It's not fair to the children. It's not fair to the kids. But one thing, if you're going to be in this marriage game, one thing you got to understand is women don't care about all that. They care about the emotional connection. They care about what they feel. They care about what they feel. They care about what they feel. <laughs> it ain't about logic. 
If you try to approach a woman with logic, you will lose almost every time because they're going to sit there and go, this is what I feel. This is what I feel. I can't help what I feel. So this is why you at all cost, if you lose an emotional connection and your wife wants to leave, you've got to get that emotional connection back. And then what, you know, how do you do that? Well, we ain't got time to go into all of that today. But if you want more help on that, just go to SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and then we'll talk. Um, but really, for the main thing is you cannot allow it to leave. Okay? Um, the other thing is, how do you stop your wife? How do you, If your wife wants to leave, how do you stop her from wanting to leave? Um, the way you do that is you got to put a stop. First of all, you got to stop the damage. You got to find out the damage. The problem is most women, once they get to the point that they're wanting to leave or whatever, what they, they have already been planning this for a year or two and or longer. And so anytime you try and stop them, you're going to cause a conflict. They're going to get pissed off, which is going to piss you off. And then you're going to start doing what? <laughs> you're going to start arguing. Okay. Um, a lot of dudes beg and plead and all that stuff. You can try that at first. It's probably not going to work, but you never know. A wife, sometimes a women are emotional. And if she's not too far gone, she might allow you to talk her back in the stand. But once you do that one time, all that stuff's got to go. You got to man up to that. You know, you should have been manned up a long time ago and, and, and kept your marriage right, but you let it go too far. And so now it's, it's, in, it's, in, it's in crumbling mode. So you got to do certain things to keep it going. But the way you, the way you stop them is you got to stop the damage. Whatever your current damage is what you're doing now, you got to stop that damage right now. Um, how long have, have they even been considering leaving? Like I just said, women just don't, when they, women, you got to understand it takes, you know, I'm not this big believer in women can act like men and men can act like women and all that stuff. Um, when you, when I say strength of a woman or courage of a woman, I mean, in the feminine, in the feminine context, not a strength, like, okay, she can go and kick 10 guys, butt. I don't mean that. I mean, courage in the fact that it takes a lot of courage for a woman to leave. Why? Because, well, if she doesn't have a job or if her job is not a lot, or even if her job does have a lot, then she leaves, she's on her own. Most women don't want to be on their own because they're not ordered towards that. They're ordered towards being with a mate. That's why back in the day, you would never see a woman by herself. A woman would never get on the car. Women are crazy these days. Women are crazy these days. Women will get in a car and drive from New York to California by themselves. Do you know how crazy that is? Without, without the protection of a man, women are supposed to be protected. But they have gotten this crazy thing in their mind that I don't need help. I don't need protection. Then the first time Jeffrey Dahmer grabs her butt out of the gas station, oh, Lord, please help me. Somebody help me. Help me. Help me. And guess what? No one hears your calls, ladies. No one hears your calls. This is why women who live by themselves, it's a travesty. Why are you living by yourself? Well, probably because you can't get a man to keep him. But we won't go there today. But a woman should never be living by herself. You know why? Because women should be protected. They have a gift. Women are special. They are the givers of life. And what do we do with men as a society? Oh, you can go fight in a war and get shot in the head. You can be a, a, a Navy SEAL. You can jump out of airplanes. You can do all this stuff any man can do. Look, women are miserable. They are 
Just look at women who are out here on their own. They are miserable. They are miserable, fellas. We know it. God knows it. And they really know it, too. Because we all keep trying to go against the natural law of things. And when we do that, it the things just get worse and worse. I mean, like, from what I understand, I could be wrong, but I think Donald Trump got arrested today. How far have we fallen as a country? How far have we fallen? Think about that. We arrested the president of the United States who basically did nothing. He is the president of the United States. Would England arrest the queen? Would England arrest the, the, um, the, the, the chancellor or prime minister? Would Israel arrest the prime minister? No, they wouldn't. America, we have just lost our ever-loving minds. And what do men do? We just all sit back. We don't say nothing and just go. Because that's what happened to the Jews. They sat back and they let it go further and further and further. And look what happened to them. The same has happened to us. If they can arrest a president of the United States and nobody does anything, just think what they're going to do to your little butt when they want you. Just like the Catholic Church. Everybody gets, there are a lot of people that hate the Catholic Church. Of course, people hate the Catholic Church for what they don't know. But the Catholic Church is the church of Christ, the Christ started. But a lot of people hate that. And so what do they always do? They always attack the Catholic Church. Why? Because Billy Joe Bob's church in the, in the corner of 21st Meridian that's got 5,000 people in it, that don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing to the to people. It's the big boys they try to bring down. The Catholic Church has a billion people. So if they can get the Catholic Church to shut up, guess what they're going to do with your little church? Your little church that got 10,000 people in it. That's nothing compared to one, 1. 1.2 billion people. 10,000 people is nothing. This is why the church being split up into all these different denominations is crazy. It's crazy. That's not how Christ wanted it. We're supposed to have one church, one church. Christ didn't say, Peter, build, be the rock of my churches. No, Peter, you are the rock. And upon this rock, I build my huh, church. But see, people have this way of rationalizing stuff. And so when we become all split up. We become vulnerable. We become vulnerable. So if from for since the, the 50s and the 60s, the 20s, really, 20s and 30s, they've been attacking the Catholic Church, trying to bring it down, trying to crush it from within. Why? Because they the Catholic Church is the moral center of the universe because Christ started that. That's the church Christ started. So, and the demons know it. Everybody knows it inherently. That's why they always attract the Catholic Church all the time. That's why in movies... You always see the Catholic Church being all over the place. Everybody's going to Catholic churches. One thing, because Catholic churches are beautiful. Nobody wants to film a church that ain't got no crucifixes and, and statues and beautiful windows in it. Nobody wants to film that. But that's another podcast for another day. But you guys got to realize, if, and I didn't mean to you know, get into this, but man, it just, it just upset me that we can sit, we, we sit by and we... Because we don't like what a man says, 
we want to try to demean him and put him in prison. And he was the president of the United States who over half of the country voted for. And sometimes, you know, this is why it's time for men to stand up. And the way you stand up is you you see the world for what it is. You get your butt in prayer, suffering and sacrifice, and you get closer to God. You get closer to Jesus Christ. You get closer to the saints, the Blessed Mother, Jesus, St. Joseph. And then you start to see the world for what it is because you'll get the fruit of the Holy Spirit called wisdom. And you'll see the world for what it really is. And then you start to what? You start to influence your environment so that you can crush this crazy stuff. Alone, one man cannot defeat a government. But millions and millions of men who are Christian soldiers who influence their environments, we can we can crush a government. But as long as we see the problem with American men these days, we, we ain't got no thirst for battle. We really don't. We wusses. We have no thirst for battle. We won't stand up for nothing. We won't fight for nothing. We won't die for nothing. Every we look, we get every freaking excuse we can in the world to not fight for nothing. I hear people telling me all the time, "Hey man, leave that, leave your wife, man. She ain't about nothing." I hear people tell their wives, tell women all the time, "Hey man, leave him. He's not worth nothing." And people. What do men do? We go, you know, you're right. You're right. She's nothing. I'll just go find me somebody else. How does that make the country stronger? How does that make your family stronger? It doesn't. It weakens us. It's time. If you are a ortho, if you no, I'm not even gonna go there. If you are a Christian, a Christian, you say you love God, you say you love Jesus Christ, then show it. Do something. Get off your butt. And do something. Start a ministry. Go get to mass every Sunday. Start going to adoration. Pick up the rosary and start praying it and use it as a battle weapon against Satan. Because that's what's happening around here, man. Open your eyes, gentlemen, and see what's happening. If they can arrest a president of the United States and put him on the ground, what will they do to you when they want you? You've got to see what's happening. And I'm not trying to, to say what they're doing is right or wrong as far as what they're doing it for. The point of it is that's disrespecting the office of the president of the United States. That is disrespecting the office of the president of the United States. I couldn't stand Barack Obama. Couldn't stand him. He's a hypocrite. But guess what? I never said one bad thing about him, about the presidency, him and the presidency of the United States. I never did. You know why? Because that's our leadership. That's our country. That's our that's the person who we elected to be our country. And that's what's wrong with liberals. As long as they winning, everything's cool. As soon as they lose, what do they do? They start trying to go underhanded and, and dog out the president. Like, you know, all this stuff. And that is not right. Except you got your butt whooped. Accept it. And then try to win the next one. That's how most Republicans are. That's how really how they are. And that's really a problem with Republicans is that we don't really fight like we should. It's, but that's been the Republican way like for centuries. That's just kind of how the Republicans are. Um, but as far as that, man, I just want to say, man, it's time for us as men to influence our environments. That starts with our families, man. It starts with our families. Get your wife right. Get your relationship with God right. Get your relationship with your kids right.
and you teach your wife and your kids the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, and you follow everything in the scriptures, in the church, in the tradition of the Christ, of the Catholic faith, that's what you do. So that, and then when you're out in the environment, you wear you wear a crucifix or you wear something to let people know that you are a Christian soldier, that you love Christ. You flaunt that. That's what I do. Everywhere I go, I got a crucifix on. I got something on that lets people know I'm a Christian. You know why? Because people need to see that. And if me, it's different when men do it than when women do it. When men do, when women do it, oh well, you know, women. That's just women. When men do it, it says a statement. It's a statement. You know. But see, the diabolical narcissist in the government. As long as we sit back and we don't say anything, they will keep slamming us and slamming us and slamming us. But the way that you fix this is in your work environment, in your church environment, in your home environment, with your friends, with your friends' friends and your parents. Everybody else knows that you are a Christian soldier and you know how to defend God and you will stand up for Christ and you will die for Christ if he gives you the grace to be a martyr. This is what we should be doing, fellas. We've got to start. We have no thirst for battle anymore, for nothing. This is why you hear me always say, fast, pray, and prepare for battle to get you to see that no longer in the year 2023 can we sit around and just keep waiting for for somebody else to save us. Hell, you save us. You save us. Go and do something. Start a ministry. Get in your church. Get in a men's group. Get help to save your marriage and make your marriage stronger and your family stronger. Get out there and and go and do uh, uh, get an abortion thing and and do uh, abortion walks. Um, Get and pray rosary. Get and pray the rosary walks. Do whatever it takes to let people know that you are a man of God, that you are a Christian soldier, man of courage. That's what you do. And then your wife will love you. She will sit and look at you and go, that is the man I am proud of. This is the man I want to be with. This is the man who I can tell everybody is a man of God. He's so good to me and he treats me so good. He loves our children and he loves me more than anything. Are you that man right now? Are you that man right now? Well, your wife will go out and tell the whole world how great you are. And if she ain't, you got a problem. You've got a problem, gentlemen. Get off your butt and do something. Every man I talk to should be in a in a men's group, should be starting a ministry, should be doing something, should be supporting Christ in some way instead of just going to work, coming home, eating, and maybe I might go to church on Sunday. Maybe. If I ain't too tired, if the football game ain't on, if March Madness ain't playing, then I might go to church. I might do that. I might read scripture if I ain't too busy. I might pick up St. Thomas Aquinas and try to learn about the faith better. I might, I might watch a video on Father Ripperker to learn about spiritual warfare. I might do that if I got time. Oh, man. Christ wants warriors, baby. Christ wants warriors. And if you ain't a warrior right now, how are you contributing to our society? How are you? Just because you got a business? Just because you got a business? That is not enough anymore. Hiring employees is not enough anymore. It's not. It's not. All I'm asking you to do, all I'm asking you to do is just think about what I'm saying, man. 
I care about you. I really do. As a man, as a husband and a father, I care about you. That's why I do this. But man, you got to help. You got to help, man. I talked to a guy yesterday. Couldn't give me $100 down to save his marriage. Oh, man. No, no. I said, dude, you said you would do anything to save your marriage. Give me a down payment of $100, $150, and you can come in the program, and we can talk about the money, and we'll you know, get your payments or whatever later. Oh, man, you know, I got to pay my electric bill, and I got to do – dude, your electric bill – Dude, your wife is the wife just filed divorce on you. And you worried about your electric bill? You ain't got enough money to even try to save your marriage and your family? You ain't even got you won't even do that much? This is what I mean, man. This is what I mean. We we've got to understand our priorities as men. Sure, your electric bill and your house payments are important, but man, you when a, you have a person sitting in front of you that's willing to give everything they are to help you save your environment of your wife and your kids, shouldn't you at least help a little bit? A little bit? I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes when I talk to new guys now, the guys in my program, no, them, they warriors. <laughs> them dudes are warriors. The new dudes I talk to, I feel like sometimes I want, I want to, I want to save their marriage more than they do. I really feel like this sometimes. Like, okay, dude, I'm trying to help you. Can you at least give me a little help? They don't. They have no battle. They don't want to. They have no spirit, no warrior spirit. They have allowed society to beat them down so much, man. And and we we as men, we cannot do that. That's Christ testing us. You get beat down, and are you going to stand back up? Every day, we've got to ask ourselves that as men. That's how you become a Christian soldier, a warrior, dude. I'm not talking about going to the battlefield and, and kill somebody, but I'm eventually it's going to come to that the way things are going. We got to be like the Crusades, man. When the Muslims tried to, they were raping off. See, people don't understand what you're about to say about the Crusades. They try to get on Catholics for that, but that ain't fair. That's not fair. Think about it. If 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 some dudes broke in your house and raped your daughter, raped your um, uh, raped your wife, put you on your knees, put a bag over your head, stole your property. So made you go to the bank and give them all your money, took everything out of your house. How much, how long would you stand for that? How long would you stand for that? That's why the priests in the crusades had to get up and do something because the Muslims were losing their minds. They were, they were taking over. They were like trying to physically harm us and they were destroying our families and killing our women and raping our women and stuff. What are we supposed to do? Just stand there and let that happen? Of course not. And this is what I'm saying today. There's going to come a time where if we don't start standing up in this generation right now, not any, not right now, we've got to stand up, start teaching the, our kids and our families the true mission of the Christ, Jesus Christ, our Lord of God, so that that will spread throughout generations. Believe it or not, you have the power as a man to start this. But you, the, the way you start it is you get your kids to mass. 
You get your kids in scripture. You get your kids praying rosaries. You teach them and you teach your wife and you guys pray together and you create a, a, a holy environment in your home that your kids will see. And guess what your kids will do? They will grow up and sure they might go astray. We all have kids that go astray, but they mostly always come back. And then guess what your kids will do? They will teach their kids what you started. And this is how we get our country back. You're not going to get your right now. It's too late to get our country back by putting up weapons and going to fight. And I mean, it's almost too late for that because the, the diabolical narcissists have already taken over for that much because they don't care. But what the way you do is you do what the Jews did after after the, the uh, 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 after the Holocaust. The Jews said no more Will this. Never again will this happen. See, they got smart. So what did the Jews do? They banded together. For generations now, since World War II, they have taught their children and they've come together and they've, they've banded together. And, and look, the Jews are strong again. They Look, Israel, you can't punk Israel no more. You can't punk them. They will blow your butt up. And I don't blame them. You know why? Because they're this little country around all these enemies. What are they supposed to do? People try to get mad at Israel because Israel goes, listen, if you don't move that stuff, I'm go we're going to attack you. Because they know they're by themselves. They say, oh, the United States, they know the United States right now, we're not that strong. We're strong techno technology, but we don't have no heart for nothing. So Israel knows, China knows it too. We weak. The men in our country is weak. Every country knows it. Every country knows the United States men are wusses. They know that. They know that. Sure, you got some strong men. You got some guys in the, in the CIA and all these other little the FBI that's, that are strong men and stuff, but that's far and few between. Everybody's all worried about face they, they self. Well, if I do this, what's going to happen? Dude, when are we going to sacrifice for something other than ourselves? That's what this boils down to. And that's what we're talking about today. And I went into all that stuff because it's all relative. It's all relative. Our wives leave us because we are not the man that we need to be. We are not the man that God created us to be. Women ain't stupid. They know it and they see it. And if we don't man up, if we don't protect them, and we don't show them that we are worthy of them, they're going to go find somebody else or get away from us. That's how women are. Women go to the alpha males. You can say however you want. You can not like it how you want, but it's the truth. Women like alpha males. You know why? Because they know instinctually he going to take care of me. Women, the, the highest thing in a woman other than emotional connection is security. That's why that caller called me because he ain't making no money. And she's like, OK, I'm making a little bit more money than him. We need more money here so I can feel secure. See, most dudes don't know that. They don't know that. That's a big thing for a woman. And so this is why I'm going into this stuff today. I want you men to really understand it and evaluate yourself. Listen, when my wife died of leukemia the first time, I had to look inside myself and say, man, what kind of man are you? What kind of man are you, dude? You, you and your wife in divorce court, she's sick, she's going to die of cancer, and y'all in divorce court fighting each other like two kids. I had to ask myself, man, what kind of man you going to be for the rest of your life, dude? What kind of man you going to be? What kind of man your boy's looking up to? What kind of man is that? So all this stuff that I'm talking about today, sure, it might hurt some of y'all. But, man, if you're a real man, you embrace that pain. And, no, look, man, I got to get myself together, man. 
I got to get myself together, man. That's what my father used to tell me. Say, hey, hey, boy, you to get yourself. That's why I haven't, even if you, if you, I had a good father, but if you, even if you got a bad father, even a bad father say, hey, man, you got to get yourself together. And you need that. As a man, you, as a boy, you needed your father to look at you and say, hey, man, you got to get yourself together. And if you got a son and you ain't telling him that, guess what? He's going to grow up and be a wuss. He's going to be running home to his mom and daddy every day, living in the basement for 30 years, ain't got a job, ain't paying rent, ain't doing nothing because he don't know what he want to do with his life. I remember, man, my wife, her mother, my um, my brother-in-law, he's one of my best friends. Me, I love him. He loves me. And, man, he tells a story, too, and my wife tells a story. Man, my, <laughs> my brother-in-law, he graduated high school, wasn't doing a damn thing, wasn't doing nothing messing around, staying at home, sleeping all day, wasn't doing nothing, getting in trouble. So one day he came home <laughs> and my mother-in-law said she had a book from ITT Tech. It's a college here in Indianapolis. She said, hey man, hey man, you see this book right here? It's yours. In 30 days, I want you to pick something that you're going to go do and if you don't, you out of here. So guess what he did? <laughs> he looked in that book. <laughs> he picked uh, was it respiratory therapy? He said, mm, that sounds that sounds uh interesting. He went to school, got a degree in it. That's what he's been doing the rest of his life. See, mothers and fathers have a way, especially men, we have a way if we don't stand up and do the right thing, our kids just gonna stand around and just do whatever they want, which is nothing. Now, girls are a little different. Girls, what they will do is, girls, they will, you know, they have dudes to take care of. They'll get a man and they'll get married and then, you know, that's a little different thing. But sons, if you don't get in their butt, man, they gonna, they just gonna do nothing. How I many you know? Look, just look around, you know? So, that's what I had for that part today. That's part one of this today. So, we're gonna take a break real quick. Please think about the things I've said. You know, I'm not trying to insult you. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings or nothing like that. What I am trying to do is get you to see that you have a lot more power as a man given by God than you think you do. Like I said yesterday, you just have to use it. You have to use it so that you can help us change this change this world that, that we've, we're, we're suffering with right now. Okay? So try your best to understand what I'm saying. Try your best to... to, to, to to um, try your best to analyze what I'm saying for the next minute or two while the break is on, and then we'll come back and finish this up. May God love you. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's 
SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, gentlemen, we are back. We are back. So I hope y'all had a little time to contemplate what we've been talking about. So now let's get into the meat of things. So let's get into the wife's exit strategy. So what's the wife's exit strategy? The wife's exit strategy is what I have come up with over the years when when I um, that I give men their future. I give men their future. Um, uh, I give men their future. Um, and and let them know what's going to happen if things don't get better. So the wife's extra exit strategy is what women decide they're going to leave. Okay, so why when the emotional connection is gone in our marriage, our wives want to leave. They want to get away. They want to. They don't want to talk. They're done having sex. All of that. So what I do, I saw a pattern. I've talked to so many men. I start to see a pattern of what would happen. And so what I'm going to go over right now real quick is to let you guys know the wife's exit strategy and what will happen if you continue to allow your marriage to degrade, even if you're in a great marriage, man. And I believe in this. I believe in telling you the bad and then tell you how to get out of it. Because if I keep telling you how great you are, people have been telling you how great you are your whole life. And especially in these last two or three generations since she was like born one a one year old one month old no longer you're a man now you're a man now you know the truth and if if we're if 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 you know i'm just going to say if you as a man listen to me right now one of those guys that can't take criticism constructive criticism you have a demonic problem you have a pride problem you have an ego problem we have to learn as men, if somebody comes to us in love and is trying to tell us something and trying to help us, we deserve to give them the respect because they have our best interest at heart to listen to what they have to say. Now, you ain't got to agree with it, but today, what do people do? They get all mad at somebody because somebody says, well, I don't agree with abortion. People get mad. Well, it's my right to choose. It's my body. Okay, it's cool. I mean, if, if that's, look, that's between you and God. I mean... You're the one that got to stand before Jesus Christ in a particular judgment. You're the one, not me. I'm just letting you know my feelings, I mean, my, my stance, and then this is why. This is why the abortion thing got overturned in the Supreme Court because the, the Catholics started it. The Catholics started the fight on the abortion thing. Don't get it twisted. We're the only ones. The cat. This is why you. the Catholic Church is the bomb. We are the only ch Christ church. We are the only church, the only, because we know the true teachings of God. So we don't, it doesn't matter what bishops and priests and cardinals and popes say. It doesn't matter. It's the teachings of Christ. That's why God, it says God in the Catholic church, we all know that God will never change. God can't change. So all these people that keep saying, well, this, this teaching on abortion, Christ was like, that was 2,000 years ago, but this is the new, this is the new teaching on abortion. No, 
God cannot change. God is not God if he can change. Does that make sense to you? You see what I'm saying? God is an omniscient being. He's perfect in every way. As humans, we think we can we can change the mind of God. No, we can't. God does not change. So the teaching on abortion, same-sex attraction, um, contraception, all those things are in, entrenched in the church. The church, the Catholic Church, is the only church that, if you look at the doctrine, dogma, and um, uh, and discipline, we are the only ones that hold true to the faith the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ and God in the Old and the New Testament. We don't waver on none of that. Now, the men, the leaders and the men in the Catholic Church, they're broken. We're sinful. And when we as men don't go to confession, we don't pray, we don't go to uh, adoration, we don't pray our rosaries, we don't do all these things, then that allows Satan time to get into us, and then we do things like what? You know, we kind of mess around with other men and we kind of do things. We kind of embezzle money and, you know, we don't preach the real true word of God and, you know, things like that. And this is why. But if you look at the teaching of the church, it has not changed in 2000 years. You know why? Because God can't change. The only thing that changed in the Catholic church is when God reveals something to a saint or a pope and then they bring it out to let us know. Like that's how the rosary happened. Um the the mother uh the mother gave it to Saint Dominic uh blessed mother gave the rosary to Saint Dominic and she told him all for the now okay you Orthodox Catholic don't get in my butt because I'm not perfect <laughs> I I think it's Saint Dominic but anyway basically what she did was she came and told him in a vision I only want for the rest of your life I only want you to preach on the rosary and that's what he did he gave the rosary to us it's the most powerful prayer out there besides fasting okay. So that being said, man, that's the bomb, dude. That's the bomb. That's, that's the bomb. That's why you got to understand what's happening. So I'm going to wife's exit strategy. So the wife's exit strategy, again, is what your wife, when the emotional connection is gone, when she sees your marriage, our marriage, not when our wives see their marriage is not going anywhere, they don't feel secure, they don't feel loved, and all that kind of stuff, they get away. So I, want that, I don't want that to happen to you. And if it has happened to you, you got to get some help. Okay, so next, has she been planning to for years to leave your marriage? So she has been planning for years to leave your marriage. Women just do not leave. Like we talked about before, it takes courage for women to leave. They got a plan. They got to get some money together. They got to get a place to stay so that they'll plan for that. Okay, you know, you just refuse to see the clues and now it's biting us in our butt because she asked for a divorce or left the home. What do we do? What is our next move? What you do is get in the game, open our eyes, and learn how your wife thinks. And that is what I try to do. I try to teach you men how a woman think. That's what I do in my program. A lot of stuff that we talk about on our podcast, I don't have, I can't go into. The thing about it is, man, people say a lot of free stuff, a lot of stuff on the internet. But it's just what it is free. But what you got to do is understand you got to find somebody who has taken all that stuff, put it in a program, put it in logical steps, put it in a system so that you can go through it and get results. Because what most people do, women too, is they, they got a problem, they go out and research it, look around for years and months and weeks, and they don't do nothing. And so they got all this information they have, they don't know where to start. 
That's what the gurus do. We put stuff in a system so that you can follow that system and get results step by step. That's the that's what the good ones do now. That's what the good ones do. Ain't you read a book? Don't you hate reading a book and then the dudes talks and talks and talks for 300 pages? At the end of the book, he don't give you no <laughs> he don't give you no steps to what to do. <laughs> I don't know how many books I've read like that. I've read books and books. I get to the end of the book. And they don't, he don't tell me what to do, where to start. He just rambled off a whole lot of stuff for 300 pages. I hate that. I'm sure you do too. So, and the first phase of that is you must learn what is going on to do, what she is going to do, then make a logical plan to stop or delay it to get your marriage back. Remember, you must learn what I call the wife's exit strategy. And the wife's exit strategy is what your wife does when she still loves and cares about you but is sure is no longer sure what she is going to do with you. See, that's what women do. Men think she's telling me she hates me. She's telling me she don't love me no more. She's telling me all this stuff. And, and you know, and I'm, then I come along and say, man, you got to ignore all that crap. Your wife is emotionally confused. She'll know what she wants. And she'll tell you. Talked to a guy yesterday. I said, yeah, man, he's, she's telling me all this. And, I, and, and, and he said, I said, I said, and you asked her, what could you do to make it better, didn't you? He said, yeah, I asked her what to do to make it better. And she said, I don't know what to do to make it better. I just ain't happy. <laughs> so that's my point. You cannot listen to your wife. You just got to learn how to get back close to her again. Okay. Next. Um, so your wife cares about you still. She loves you, man. But she just is. She does not love the, 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 the dude sitting before her. So, so she's trying, your wife is trying to decide, even if your wife asks you for a divorce, even if your wife asks for a separation or, or, or any of that kind of stuff, she really doesn't want to divorce you. She is trying to figure out, do I divorce him or keep him? Which means what? If he's going to keep on doing the same stuff he's doing now, I don't want him because my, I hurt too bad. He's hurt me too bad. But if he can change and start getting things together, then I'll think about Lee. I'll think about staying. Okay. During the time, during this time when your wife is thinking about keeping you or divorcing you, you must improve yourself, remain consistent with those changes, and be patient over a long period of time so she again trusts you. The problem with men is, and husbands, is we think, I do something for a day, it didn't work, okay, that don't work, so what else can I do? What other trick can I do? And I'm telling you, your wife is not a trick. She's not going to fall for it, okay? And you must stop the needy behaviors that repel her from you as such. We got to stop the needy behaviors. So what are needy behaviors? Being desperate, pleading, begging, becoming angry. Like I told you, if your wife tells you, if you're a husband and your wife says, I want you, I'm leaving, and you beg and plead, start crying all this stuff. Okay. I wouldn't cry and all that stuff and beg, but I understand your, I understand the premise behind that you realize you can't, you know, before you didn't pay attention to her. And now when she finally decides she's leaving, it kind of all flooded into you, all this bad stuff you did. So you kind of like, just say, Oh my God, I did all this stuff wrong. And then you, and then plus she's to you, she's just throwing this on you. So you don't even realize that she's been thinking about this for five years and, and She's not really trying to hear what you say. So you give that one does ditch effort to get her to stay. I understand that. So I'm going to tell you this. Once you do that one time, it's over. Don't do that no more. You look weak. Okay. Next. Um, 
Doing this stuff only pushes her away. Um, the wise exit strategy tells you what she is going to do and in what order. In fact, it shows you your future. Lastly, it's very important that you keep your wife in the phase she's currently in. So what does that mean? So the first phase of the wife exit strategy, which we're going to go into, is nagging. Your wife wants to control you. If you are at that stage, it's imperative that you keep your wife at that stage. Don't let her go to phase two. Which, which is, you know, wanting to leave and all that kind of stuff. Because this is why I'm, this is why you get help professional help so that that, per, that that person who you get help from can teach you to stop the damage right now. Because you keep doing the same stuff and you don't know what's really what you did wrong because she can't even tell you. Then you're going to keep doing the same stupid stuff and you're going to keep making things worse and worse. So the first thing that I would do is teach you how to stop the damage so that we can keep her where she's at. Even if she's asked for a divorce, we want to keep her at the asking for divorce phase. We don't want her to file for divorce, right? This is why I, I try to tell men that come talk to me for the first time, look, man, you out of time. You out of time, man. Your wife asked for a divorce. The next thing is file for divorce. Guess what that means? She's going to get a divorce, dude. There's no fault divorce in every single state. Your wife, if she files, will get a divorce. There's no going back on that. You could delay it, but you got to be taught how to do that too, okay? So, next, um, because um, if, if she moves further into the wife's exit strategy, the more cold-hearted and entrenched in her current course of action she will be, which spells hell on earth for you. The longer you let your wife go into the wife's exit strategy, the longer, the more entrenched her pride was. Well, I talked to a guy yesterday again. She even said it, man, her pride won't let her come out of it. The reason why is because a woman, once she wants to file for divorce and get away, she's already made up her mind and got plans. And then here you come along trying to talk her out of it. And she's like, no, nah, man, I ain't trying to do that. I, I already made up my mind. So this is why you need help to get to somebody to teach you how to get her to change her mind. Okay, so next. So the first phase of the wife exit strategy is the need to control you. After the fall, women have an overwhelmingly need to control their husband, which is what God said. He told Eve, to Adam, that you, you know, you're going to be your wife. Eve is going to have a need to control you now because you didn't listen to me. So because now you're all both of this, you go both disordered. When a wife starts trying to control you, this is the first clue that you have marriage problems. She feels no attention from you. She doesn't feel appreciated by you. And she's starting to feel you don't love her. Okay. So phase two, here's phase two, phase two, she leaves you temporarily. So to get your attention and to encourage you to get it together, she does the only thing she feels will make you listen. Oh my God, please hear me on this one. Please hear me on this one. Guys think, she leaves me because, you know, because she don't love me and she's telling me she hates me and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to give up. No, your wife does not want you to give up. She wants you to be a man and fight for her. Remember, you are the pursuer. She is the pursuee. That's why men that don't pursue their wives in the marital embrace, men think we don't get married. I get sex whenever I want. Of course, you're supposed to, but you got to earn it. Women look at women know they have a gift, dude. And if you get lazy and try to pursue that gift, your wife is going to be like, hey, he don't deserve it. I'm not giving him nothing. You, 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 this is where the fire and passion come in. Women want the chase. It's fun for them. And this is the same way with this right here. 
that um, when your wife leaves, she um, she she wants you to get it together. She's playing her cards because your wife can't take a, a bat and hit you over the head. She can't physically beat you up to get you to listen. So what does she do? She plays her cards. I nag you. Then if you don't listen, then I'm leaving you because you won't listen to me. I'm trying to tell you I'm unhappy and what's wrong. And you keep putting me off like wanting to pay the electrical bill before you make me happy. I want to go get my car fixed or or want to go get my uh go to and solve all my problems at work first then I'll do it my crazy wife. That's how we think. Men look at, at marriage and relationships as a commodity and they're not a commodity. You need relationships to survive in this world. Just like a business relationship. You can't grow a business by yourself. No one is a self-made man. That's a stupid myth. I don't know who came up with that crap. That's not true. We all need somebody to help us in our business, to help us along, especially when we first start now. You can't even breathe without the help of the Lord. Think about it. You can't even breathe without God. Your parents wiped your butt. Your parents fed you. How are you a self-made man? We're not a self-made man. No one is. Even, even what's his name? The, what's his name? The, whatever, all these distoros and all them dudes. They're not self-made men. Somebody helped them along when they started out. Okay, next. So your wife, the reason why she's doing this, man, is she's playing her cards. I will go. I will keep going further and further into the wife's exit strategy until you get it together. If you don't get together, I'm a file for a gnome and I'm out of here. Okay, next. Uh, So she may go to her mom's house, a hotel, a friend's house or a family member. My first wife left three times to her mom's house before she left permanently. That's what my first wife did. She worked for American Airlines. I mean, United Airlines. She could get, she could get on the airplane anytime she wanted. That's what she did. She's, my wife, first wife was Indian. So she go to the Indian reservation with her mama. I'm in Indianapolis. That's what, 1,200, 1,300 miles away, probably more than that. I don't know. And guess what? I, I couldn't, I didn't say, I didn't know where she was. That's what they do. I had to talk her back, though, and I did because I got game like that. <laughs> Uh, next. Okay. So, uh, exit strategy phase three, another man. If you don't get yourself together in extreme cases, she will put herself on the market. When she gets really desperate, she begins to allow other men to gain her fancy at work, at the store, her friends, old boyfriends, etc. Oh, that is a one I get all the time. One I get all the time, man. She talking to her ex-boyfriend, man. She's talking to her ex-fiance, man. You know, it's an emotional affair. An emotional affair is a mortal sin. It's just as bad as a physical affair, okay? This is extremely dangerous in many ways. So when your wife brings another man into the mix, things change, fellas. This is not playing around anymore. So if she brings him to your home, if you try and get her back, he may see this as a threat. He may confront you. He may threaten you. It is very difficult to persuade her to return to you unless your relationship with him begins to, to turn sour. You got to remember, like I said before, when another man gets into your gets in between you and your wife, I see it all the time. Women will come back and leave their 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 home record and come back to their husband, but the man has to do certain things. But the way the home record looks at it is, listen, dude, that's my woman now. You couldn't keep her happy. She came to me, so you interfering on my fun, and so he gets protective. It's like it's his wife now. That's why I'm telling you. Get it together, okay? So 
This is extremely dangerous in many ways. If she brings him to your home, if you try and get her back, he may see this as a threat. He may confront you. He may threaten you. It is very difficult to persuade her to return to you unless her relationship with him begins to turn sour. This is what happens almost all the time. If the husband is patient and begins improving himself, she will many times change her mind and realize her current relationship is going nowhere and that she needs her family or a return. If she leaves the other man, usually he will be okay with it and allow things to break up amicably. Okay. So, okay. Number four, phase four, she asked for a divorce. Woohoo! This can happen when she leaves the home permanently, but usually it happens while she's in the house. Ever had that one happen? How many people you know their wife asked for a divorce or the husband asked for a divorce? Sometimes this threat is just a ploy to get you to man up and take her seriously and to see what you will do or how you will react. Many times, though, she is really serious and is willing to threaten with divorce to see if you will get herself to get yourself together and begin being the husband she needs. You've guys got to understand your wife is looking for you to be that man that she needs, and she's very upset and very hurt. So she will do anything, anything, anything to get this right. In my experience, many husbands still don't take her serious and decide this is just a bluff. I had a guy say that last week. Oh, man, she's just bluffing, man. Then the next week or a couple weeks later, she she filed for divorce on him. Because he people, dudes, we, we crazy sometimes. We don't listen. We don't listen. We think we got all this time and we don't, you know, and, and I, wake up is all I'm saying is if you got this, if you're close to this, wake up. Um, next, um, like I said, um, so they, they allow pride to get in the way and do nothing, which is a terrible rookie mistake. Men let pride get in the way and their ego get in the way. And so they say, well, if she wants to file for divorce, let her. I don't care. But you really don't mean that. Men, they, we really don't mean that. We're just trying to, we know that's our ego in the way, right? So, Woo! Exit uh, number five. Two more. Three more. Phase five. She separates permanently. Ooh. If things don't change, she would then leave permanently, move to another home in the house permanently, or ask you to leave temporarily. She is now desperate. In her mind, she does all that she can do to save your marriage. She has most likely had a plan for separation from you for months or in many cases even years. If she leaves, more than likely she will try and take the children with her. She has plans where to go, what to do with the kids, her money situation, and has talked to many people for advice and their experience in divorce matters. And has probably went to see a lawyer, all under the guise of making you think everything is still normal and okay. Women are very sophisticated. Men are sophisticated too, but we're always behind. We got this assumption, my wife will never leave me. Everything's cool. Everything's good. It ain't cool. It ain't good because your wife is planning on something. And when she hits you with it, you're behind. You're 10 steps behind, 20 steps behind her. Then you come to me. So my job is to get you caught up. See, we, I got to get you caught up because your wife is ahead of you. Because women are very sophisticated. When they start planning, they do it in secret. And then all these divorced women tell them how to do it. And so you are outmatched. <laughs> okay? So... Long-term separation along with her having another man is very grave and a serious burden on your soul, her soul, and the souls of your children. In order to get your wife back in this situation, you must be in, the, in for the long game and willing to die to yourself and remove all pride and ego and begin a journey of self-discovery and include a walk with God. Phase six, your wife will now file for divorce. 
if she doesn't see a substantial change in you as a husband, a father, or a man, she will play her final two cards. Card one is she will file for divorce, and in all states, like I said earlier, she will get it. Doesn't matter. She will hire a lawyer, use her and yours and other friends or family resources to get the best attorney she can. You must remember, she's been planning this for a long time while you are in the twilight zone thinking this will all blow over. Gentlemen, I tell men all the time, it won't blow over. It will only get worse. I had a guy yesterday cancel with me. And I, I said, man, you know, this is this is not going to go away. You know, this is going to get worse, you know, but that's what men do. I, I don't really understand. I'm a problem solver. I'm not going to sit there and watch anything just degrade and think it's going to go away. It's like not paying your taxes. Yeah, don't pay your taxes. And eventually you're going to find yourself in jail. That's the same thing with your marriage. It's not going to go away. It's only going to get worse. Because why? Because that's God has allowed the demonic in your in your marriage and in your home because we're not manning up. And what that does is God calls it, allows the demon to cause pain, and that pain will make us take action. But everybody has a different pain threshold, right? Bam. In order to foul her to foul, she must willingly turn her heart cold towards you. Why? Because she still cares for you. And if she allows you to get to speak to her, she knows that most likely you will change her mind and not file. See, wives know that our husbands, most of their husbands have game, right? Hell, you got her. So she knows if she lets you talk to her and get close to her again, that you're going to, that she's going to change her mind and she don't want to change her mind right now because she has plans for her future. Okay. So this is one of the first things I got to teach you how to do, how to talk to a woman who don't want to talk to you back. <laughs> so but she is scared to the of the continued pain so this is why she remains as mean cold and heartless as she can you can turn this around but it must be non-emotional and tasked at all times oh phase seven the final phase the annulment this is her final card to play and your last chance to man up and get things together if you don't she will file for the annulment and within a year or two she will get it then your marriage is not only over in the eyes of the state, the divorce, but now it is actually over in the eyes of God, okay? Which means for in all practical purposes, you and your wife are finished as a couple. So your options as a husband, best case and worst case scenario. Best case scenario, if you change in time, if, you're, if you show your wife that you can change and make her feel like a real woman again, who is loved, cherished, and adored, Above all and things in your life, she can return and will think about returning. If you fail in this task, you invite the worst case scenario, which is what? She gets the annulment. You can still dedicate your life to getting her back, or you can decide to move on with your life and seek another partner to spend the rest of your life with, which means your family is toast for the most part. Okay. The good thing about all of this is that you have this program and it prepares you for both scenarios. So my program prepares you for both scenarios. You got to be a man. You got to learn. If if you're one of those dudes that think I can get divorced and go find me somebody else, I promise you the same thing's going to happen again. Why? Because you're the same person. You've got to get some kind of help to get you to understand how to change and be the man that any woman would be proud to have as her man. If you don't do that, you will take your baggage into your next relationship. And of course, all relationships go good at first because we're blinded by passion and lust and emotional stuff. But once that stuff fades and God always allows it to fade, 
Then your real self comes out. Her real self comes out. You see her baggage and your baggage. And then guess what? The same stuff happens all over again. This is the same thing that happened to me. In my first marriage, same thing. I was one of those guys where I could just go get another woman. There's plenty of them out there. So guess what? I got married again, and the same stuff started happening. Hmm. Does that prove it or not? <laughs> okay, next. Your keys to success. So you must at all costs stop the avalanche as soon as possible at the current phase you're in. You can't allow yourself to enter the, the next phase or as each phase worsens her cold heart and you must fight harder to regain it. This is where your willingness to sacrifice and suffer as Christ did is of utmost importance. You must do, do whatever it takes to get this done. You must not listen you must not listen to what she says because all she says is all emotional. Remember, that's what I'm, you know, you got to understand she's talking emotional, but you got to know how to fight against that, okay? If you continuously listen to her, she'll be drawn into her abyss. This will confuse you, make you lose heart, and entice you to get angry and in the end give up. Above all, get things together. If you quit, you're never going to get her back. You're never going to get your your family back, and 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 and, and it'll, you'll be miserable as a man. Why? Because you you feel like you failed, right? Um, you must ask yourself, and you must all realize the only losers are the ones who quit. If you stay in the battle using all the tools at your disposal, you will get results and have a high chance of success. But if you roll over and die, you will have no chance of success. This I must proclaim to you. Bam. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. All right, all right. Man, my darn camera, it keeps getting fuzzy. Man, I hate that stuff. Anyway, so we are done for the day, fellas. We're done for the day. Uh, I went over. For, I went over about fifteen minutes, but man, I wanted you guys to really understand. Try to help you, and, and that's what me and my wife decided that we want to help more people. And you know, sure, I could just deal with the guys in my group, the guys that come to me, you know. But you know, I want you to understand that all is not hopeless. You can, if you get the help you need, and you start let your ego and pride get out of the way, you can turn your marriage around. If you got a bad or terrible marriage, if you got a mediocre marriage, if you have a great marriage, a good, good. so I always say, you know, turn a terrible marriage into a a bad marriage, turn a bad marriage into a mediocre marriage, turn a mediocre marriage into a good marriage, a good marriage to a great marriage, and a great marriage to a legendary marriage. That is my goal. Okay, one marriage at a time, and so. If you guys decide I'm one of the guys that can help you do that, please go to SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and um, sign up for to, uh, to talk to me or just watch the Marriage Masterclass. You want to talk to me, you can watch the Marriage Masterclass, get some more help there. And then if you decide you want to you rock this, then you can talk to me. Okay, that being said, as we always do, we end with the quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort. But you were made for comfort, gentlemen. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. 
Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.